Hello, everyone. Welcome back to Life and Sport Podcast. And we're joined by the owner, founder, and creator of a company that we've actually just partnered with. We are the official podcast, our Life and Sport Podcast, with and or for Rugby League Roo. And the owner, founder, etc., is uh, Brooke from Rugby League Roo. First of all, thank you for joining me today. And how's your morning going so far? Good morning, CJ. Thanks for having us. Yeah, doing really well. Doing really well. The weather's been quite warm. Yeah, a bit so too we've been warm. out and about. <laughs> no, that's fair enough. Um, obviously, this is an episode to talk about rugby league, Roo, coach AI, and all that sort of stuff. But what a lot of people may not know when they see, you know, rugby league Roo's um socials and whatnot, that you're not just um rugby league Roo. You are an athlete yourself from previous years. You were a long distance runner. If you could talk to us about your journey of, you know, long distance running and how that started, where it got you and all that sort of stuff. Oh, thank you. Yes. Uh, I was a representative in long distance running, uh, ran all through high school. I yep. uh, was lucky enough to get a, a very good coach in Newcastle where I was brought up, uh, Jim Beastie. Mm-hmm. And um, I carried on and uh, ran internationally, um, traveled to Spain, um, to the US, Canada. Uh, so it was it was really good. I really enjoyed it. it I was running about 230k a week. Wow. Um, and was now by, by long distance running, was bit. it by long distance? Was it marathons or was it like 1500 meters, sort of like in the in on the track sort of thing? Well, as a distance runner, you do run um, 1500s, etc., because it yep. brings down your speed, your interval type work. Yep. But mainly half marathons, marathons, 5k. Yep. Um, and then. After I finished that, after I completed that, I moved into distance running training okay. where I was training Kenyans, Americans, UK. Um, and at that particular time, I moved into rugby league. I've always had a, a love of rugby league. What, um, team did, what team did you follow growing up? Uh, always. I followed the Dragons ever since I was, I was born, mate, really. Um, Fair enough. So... It's passed on to my son now <laughs> and my family. So, um, oh. look, it's been sparingly between drinks, but um, once you get loyal, that's just, it. Just... But I, I'm a fan of rugby league. I love oh, rugby absolutely. league. I, absolutely. I love, uh, I love. I love seeing all teams. I watch every game. Yep. And that's transposed now over to um, us training throughout the world. Um, yeah, absolutely. And so, how rugby league? Yeah, I was going to say, so how did Rugby League Roo come about from when you transitioned after um, going from long-distance running, long-distance running training? Where's the overlap between long-distance running training and Rugby League training? Like, wh- how did that come about? It started probably about 1980. Yep. Um, 1982. Uh, I formed a great relationship with the Dragons. Um into the 90s, early 90s, Mark Coyne, um, et cetera. The Back when they Nathan were St. George Dragons before the merger. Oh, St. George Dragons, when they played the Broncos. We, we made two grand finals. and I well, They made did multiple a lot of, grand finals in the 90s, not just the two in a row. Well, you know, we, we won 11 in a row in the 50s and 60s, and we got bitten a bit in the... In the uh, 90s. In the back end in the 90s, 92, 93, yeah. 96, and 99. 96. 99 was the killer. Yeah. Uh, well, actually, way back to 85 when Canterbury got a 7-6. Yeah, true. That was a tough one. But um, So I did a lot of fitness training. Because yep. of my distance work, I was doing a lot of fitness training with the Dragons. Um, and then I got qualified as a coach. Yep. And started to, because I was training a lot of athletes in Kenya, Yep. I moved over to rugby league. There was a, okay. there's a huge, because of their, ability as as athletes, athletes yep uh, yeah so i started off with kenya Roo because mm-hmm. it was like can you Roo? can you travel to australia so that's how i first started okay um, yeah. and because of the popular demand in africa in the uk now the emerging the States, nations sort of stuff for rugby the emerging league. nations absolutely so we what about the latino rugby. have you sorry to interrupt have you have you sort of gone over into the latino sort of rugby league area yet or not yet yeah absolutely absolutely we we are just talking to um various countries over there 
mm-hmm. um, and in particularly Brazil. Yep. So we're working with the Brazilian Federation right now, and of, of course, by and the Amazonas that recently played in the for the first time in the Women's Rugby League World Cup recently. How sensational is that? And we have some players that we're dealing with at the moment and the Federation to try and uplift them for the next World Cup. Yep. So what, what Rugby League Brew is all about, we look after schools program. Yep. We look after um, scholarships to get players here. Yep. We do all the clinics. We physically travel to the area. Yep. Lift up a grassroots competition and also look at, at the elite players' pathways yep. to bring them so it's it's a huge um, it's a huge catalyst for each country, particularly the emerging countries. Absolutely, because those emerging some of those emerging nations are on the cusp, or you could say the precipice of you know all it takes is one or two good years, and they're in the World Cup contention. You know, it doesn't necessarily yeah. winning the World Cup, but you know, getting to you know qualify for the Rugby League World Cup which is Absolutely. an amazing thing compared to, you know, sometimes two or three years ago, as in say in two or three years time when the next world cup comes up and there may be another nation that we've not really heard of or seen, but that's because they've been, you know, slowly working and slowly going through because of the grassroots foundations that rugby league grew and the likes, you know, other, com- other organizations such as yourselves have implemented into those nations to get them to that level sort of thing. And so far, what has been your personal um, highlight of rugby league route? Well, there, there are several CJ and thank okay. you. And yep. what, what you've just, um, what you've just highlighted there is, is what we've been doing. Just recently, we've signed a major agreement with in, the Indian Federation. Yep. With Harinda who, uh, operates as, as a lead for um, the Indian Federation. So we're building a complete competition, seniors and juniors. Yep. And in particular, the ladies are oh, wow. looking forward. Yeah, looking forward to the Indian ladies making the 2025 World Cup. That would be awesome. So it is It is awesome. We'll be travelling over to India in October. Yep. We're doing clinics in October. Um, and we're also looking to get an international uh, friendly playing either an Indigenous side from Australia yep. or the ASEAN group from, yep. uh, from the Asia. Philippines and all that sort of yes. stuff. Yes, which which we're very closely working with now. Absolutely, that's that's awesome to hear. Like I know we were in like we d- briefly discussed it the other week that you were in talks with you know getting the Indian Rugby League Federation up and going and on board and. That's amazing to hear. Um, and obviously you somewhat started Coach AI. I'm pretty sure you did. Um, how did that come about as well? I, I know we spoke briefly the other day that you just didn't end up having the time to be able to do Coach AI. So you sort of, um, you passed it on to someone else. How did Coach AI start up? And what, what was the brainchild behind that? Was that to specialize or what was that? Okay, well, Coach AI is an independent group that we have an agreement with. Mm-hmm. So there's Kenny, Sam, um, friends. Uh, they, they are actually independent. So what actually happened? When I transferred from Kenya Rule yep. to Rugby League Rule, I simply couldn't do all the training. There yeah. was too many countries, too many independents. Yep. So I formed an agreement with Coach AI. So it's now, kind Coach of like AI, Jim's mowing in the sense of it's like a Coach AI is, is like a franchise. Each person you know there's a there's a head honcho sort of person but they also run independently at the same time so well no i didn't form kchi they're separate to rugby league group but what they what they have actually completed is they've got the the world's first independent coaching platform oh okay cool so they do from under sixes right up to elites they're currently just been in dubbo um and that and that district doing their own rugby league but what i i met with rugby uh with coach ai and said look i'm too busy i need to be the ceo need to discuss get agreements move forward international with the emerging countries yep i need you to train for me so they do their own independent work which they're really good at yep um even training nrl current nrl players now to that level 
So they've been in Ken, Kenya for me. Yep. So the, I'll, I'll get back to Kenya in a moment. Yeah, um, they're doing India. Um, we have just um, settling on an agreement with the United States and, and the United States national women's team yep. um, and Canada. So I will get the dates and the specifics for the clinics. I will travel with Coach AI. I'll do the rugby league rue section and they will train all the athletes for me. Gotcha. So they're, they're basically training Kenya now. We've trained over 350,000 Kenyans. Wow. Their children were in the schools program. Um, we coach now uh, Caribou, Africa. Yep. yep. And we train a, around 5,000 um, young athletes um, weekly. Wow. So they've got three sections. Dominic is the CEO over there. And we have an agreement with Caribou that we bring up grassroots. Uh, we've sent them equipment, clothing, apparel. As we have our own mark, uh, manufacturing, we have our own manufacturing plant in China. Yep. So we, we can afford to um, send with sponsors, with, with help, et cetera, um, to emerging nations that simply can't afford football. Yeah. Or clothing. Yeah. So we've, we've done a lot in the background over the last three years to yeah. really uplift emerging countries. That's amazing. And like, and honestly, it, it would be great to see, you know, you guys, um, I, I can't really think of the words right now, but like, it's great to see, you'd be able to see, you know, you'd, you'd reap the rewards from, you know, the seeds that you're, sow that you're sowing in the early stages, you know, seeing Brazil get to the World Cup, you know, and you've been there helping them out for X amount of years. And then, you know, it'll be great to see when India and the other nations, you know, make the World Cup. It's all literally watching all of those from the foundation, from where they began to where they get to. And it's all part of and because of you, Coach AI, and all those sort of people involved. And, you know, without that, rugby league doesn't really exist in those nations for more. No, more or less. well, we're, we're very, very fortunate. My wife, Sally, she does all the marketing. We've got a really, really good team. And I cast my mind back to when I was about 15 or 16, CJ. And yep. when I was running, uh, not all parents can afford everything. I mean, I never went without. I had yep. wonderful parents. Yeah. Um, but, Nike gave me a contract when I was 15 hmm. and I've never, ever forgot. I've never forgotten it. Yeah. So that inspired me to do well. So when we go out and we go to these countries and we visit these countries, the, the, the inspiration that you get yourself, yeah. we are inspired by the fact of seeing other people do well. Yeah. They, and you're right. They may not get this opportunity. They might. But we're just a little cog in the wheel yep. to help them to get to where they're them, going. To train them. Like even even the small things like Coach AI, we peeled it right back to these countries. Yep. Um, right back to literally pass, how to pass, how to pass, how to catch, how to kick. How to hold yep. the ball, what's foot to step off. So when these athletes come through, they're trained correctly. Yeah. And then you put their natural ability and they can run. They yeah. can step. They can <laughs> leap. Oh yeah. So, and we do a lot with the indigenous um, within Australia. Yep. So it's not only within Australia; it's internationally. So we want to give every child that we touch an opportunity to move forward. Combined with the elite players, the elite players still get coached by us. Yeah. The current players in the NRL at the moment. Um, do you do so, any other sports? I know obviously rugby league, Rue, it's obviously in the name rugby league, but do you cater or does Coach AI, H I, Coach AI also maybe cater to other sports? We're at this stage, no, we're no. purely rugby league. Yeah. Um, there's there's a massive pool, country rugby league, yeah. um, getting out to see them consistently. Um, Which I know areas of country rugby league do you guys um do you guys go to obviously it's all country rugby league groups i'm guessing um you know but which ones have you seen the benefits from sorry that have benefited from rugby league rue and coach ai the indigenous rugby league is is yep. a, an excellent point like because the, like, like the the knockouts you mean like walgood uh 
sort of one or do you we, mean just we attend the... there but it's it's mainly our clinic cj oh, okay. going to actual you know far-reaching locations like yep. we've uh this year we'll touch perth and yep. um, we'll go to tenant creek we will um go to the top end in queensland new south wales even down to tassie south australia and the territories yep. um and there's a massive pool even around the canberra area yeah um to look at so wagga all the all the country areas so if there's anyone out there that would like a visit would like some uh one-on training would like to look at the coach ai platform which is a it brilliant in itself i i understand that you'll get um kenny the managing director on at a later date and he mm-hmm. can talk to you specifically about rugby league rule and coach ai yep but um that's what we're out. We're out to try and touch as many people as we can. And, of course, we need sponsors and we need assistance to do that. Absolutely. Um, which we're able That allows me now to, to go and source that where Coach AI now can train under Rugby League Rule yep. and, and move forward. And I'm, I'm very happy to have that partnership with them. Absolutely. Um. And obviously, we've spoken a lot about Rugby League Roo, so let's get talking a little bit about the NRL. Uh, the 2023 season is almost upon us. Uh, we're probably we're the better half of only about a month and a bit away from kickoff. What's your thoughts on the upcoming season? Also, second point of that is, what are your thoughts on the RLPA stuff going on? And thirdly, do you have a top eight prediction? Well... Yes, I, I do have a thought. Look, I'm I'm right behind the RLPA. Absolutely, I'm, so am I. I'm I'm all for the players. Having said that, the NRL has to manage a monster. Yeah, that's it's that's very it's true. extremely it's it's like rugby league is tribal. Yeah, you very rarely get people that change teams. The only time they, you'll get some of the change teams is you could be forgiven for changing teams if you followed the Knights those three years in a row of a spoon I don't blame you if you jumped ship <laughs> I really don't Mate, but that's about I it had to, <laughs> I had to wait from 79 yep which I attended go through those five that we dipped out on yep and with Wayne Bent Wayne Bennett's entry into 2010 and a and a few massaging and Benny Hornby and the boys that I had to wait at well, 27 Yes, well, that, the real, that was carnage every year. The real <laughs> question is, in in my opinion, well, not my opinion, but I've got a question for you, just a quick side tangent because we're talking grand finals for a quick second. So Souths, obviously, and St. George, uh, and uh, also the West Tigers. So West Tigers, obviously, are a merger. So are St. George, Illawarra, and the Bunnies aren't, but they got reinstated, right? They've all won a grand final in the NRL era. Do yes. their previous, in my opinion, their previous grand finals don't count because they're mergers. The West's Tigers only count their grand finals as one because of the 2005. They don't count the Western Suburbs or the Balmain Tigers, right? The St. George Illawarra Dragons, they're all counting their ones in the 50s and 60s. They shouldn't, in my opinion, because it's not St. George Illawarra. It's the St. George Dragons grand finals. Absolutely. It's a Dragons grand finals, but it's not St. George Illawarra Dragons grand finals. I know a lot of fans in particular that are Dragons fans that still try and count or talk up the the 10, you know, the decade of dominance that they had as if it was to do with the current team. What are your thoughts on people who who say that? Well, I'll explain it to you like this, CJ. You can't buck history. You can't uh, buck loyalty. I agree with that. So, so you cannot discount but it would be like, like but it would be like the west tigers counting all the balmain premierships as west tigers premierships well you have a denote you have okay through this area it, this area they won that through the nrl you won that don't forget yeah, okay. we used to have new south wales rugby league yeah we and we had Queensland super league rugby and we league. had winfield cup and we had BRL. that's right so yeah, that's true. we emerged and that's like robbing a player. Let's say, for argument's sake, Andrew McCullough, yep. who was the ambassador for um, the Dragons with International Rugby League Group. Yeah, he has played over three hundred games. Absolutely. If he had played in the in the era era before ninety nine, and he played one hundred and fifty games. Yep. 
And then after that, post that, he played 150 for his 300. Yep. You can't discount that that man has played. No, no, you'd say you'd, as, as long as it's first grade, he played 300 first grade games. Correct. But what we what you're saying is that nothing should be up to 99 counted. Oh. So it's the same. It's the same for a player. It's the same for New South Wales Rugby League. You cannot fuck history. So what you need to do is, yes, endorse that. Endorse that and say, like the Manly Sea Eagles in North North Sydney, they came back as Manly. But the North Sydney Bears did not come back. Unfortunately, no. they went down to the NSWRL. That's in, right. In my so opinion, they the... copped, the, so, sorry, side tangent, they copped the massive raw end of the stick, raw end of the deal when it came to the all of that, when it came to North Sydney, North Sydney Bears. Sorry, continue. Read the, the history. Yes. So, yes, I'm, I'm a traditionalist. I'm a loyalist. Um, I love that the Dragons won 11 in a row. Oh, I know that we suffered. I know we suffered after that. But, and that was probably payback for winning 11 in a row. Um, if you really, if you really want to look at it. You could it. say it's somewhat but, maybe calmer. I don't know. Yeah. Well, you could. You could. It's, it doesn't hurt the Dragon supporters. But rugby league now is a commitment of all those years from 1908 right up. So as a loyalist, as a traditionalist, looking at rugby league, I believe that you have to take every era. You can't compare eras. You don't, you shouldn't compare eras. Okay. That's, um, that's absolutely true. Uh, one topic on that note, I saw a post the other day and cause as you know, everyone puts their all greatest of all time, right? As in the starting 13 greatest of all time, right? Have you noticed how many people only go from, you know, the late Winfield Winfield Cup era to now? You won't see anyone put Graham Langlands or um, Daly Messenger or any of those players in their greatest 13. You'll see players, you know, like Gordon Tallis, um, Eric Groth, Senior, um, you know, Steve Mortimer maybe and all them. But then you'll see, obviously, you know, Greg Inglis put in there. But you'll never see anyone go further back than maybe 75, you know, players. But there are some greats. Back there, um, and the only I reason I bring a, it up is because it did my reason, the other day. I have a reason, CJ, why yes. that would be. because yeah. if you're interviewing someone fifty and under, they will only recall that back end. Yeah. If you true. if you recall, uh, if you say to the 40, 35 to forty to seventy age group, you will not get too many of the current players in. Oh no, no, I absolutely agree. Uh, but you definitely it won't. Would be, it would be the age group, the demographic of the age group that you interview to get your answer. Um, there's been some wonderful, wonderful players. I mean, oh, the best player, the best player I've personally seen is Jonathan Thurston, yep. and there's several reasons for that. Um, one is was his fitness level. Two was his ability to compete yep. on every play for a long period of time. Uh, his natural ability, he's running a game, he's kicking, and the love for the sport. Yeah. You would have to go a long way to see anyone else. The 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 absolute desire. I mean, Ricky Stewart's got it in the in the current. Um, yeah. you see Ricky. And people people see Ricky as, oh, you know, but the people, passion that he's people got see Ricky as, as angry and all that. It's just his passion. Yeah, that's yeah. It's it's and if you haven't got that passion, you're not going to last. And that desire, and and I think Canberra, I, I think Canberra will have a, a a really good season. Well, they've got one of the easiest draws, so I don't see why they wouldn't have a bad why they wouldn't have a good season. Yes. Anyway, so, sorry, sorry, we tangented tangented a little bit. Um, thoughts on the upcoming season and the RLPA. The RLPA, as I say, I'm right behind them. In particular, there's a couple of reasons. One is, naturally, they're for the players. Yep. Um, I believe that there should be a great deal more communication with the NRL, uh, with the board and the RLPA. Yep. Get them in the room, sit them down, nut it all out. This toing and froing is no good. No, it's not. It's no good for anyone. So I firmly believe as a an, an executive type, um, parameter, they should actually get in a room and just nut it out. 
Yep. You know, get the gloves off, put it all on the table, get some representatives from um, the players. Yep. Uh, the senior players and throw a couple of the young players in too because yeah. they're now coming. They're the next generation of the NRL. That's right. Yeah. So it would be nice to hear from them, their thoughts. So yeah. because if, the if things that are implemented, that... you know, this year and next year are going to be what's you know benefiting the the future generations of the rugby league. So you get the senior players and 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 everyone talks freely. You just have a big brainstorming session and say, this is what we'd like to do. Get some former players in there as well yep. who yep. are independent. Um, some of them are going through some bad some bad injuries or bad mental um, states. You need to hear from them. Yep. Uh, you need doctors' opinions. You need physios. You need a lot of people in that room all having a say, all having buy-in. And at the end of that period, I think, we can come out with a beautiful model to mm. move forward. Absolutely. Absolutely but I agreed. Fir- I firmly believe that, and what I see, CJ, is putting things back into grassroots and to country rugby league. Yes, absolutely. We, we, we absolutely need it. It's, and It's vital. Yes, and the women's game. I love the women's game. I love Don't it. Don't you? There's no wrestle. Like, get out there, have a go. They, they um, honestly, if I'm being really, honest, they run it straighter and harder than the men sometimes. It's amazing to watch. They do, and their lines, you know, that they're running and everything. The coaches that have that have had them, they they need to be commended. The clubs, um, but they are in the same boat as the men. Absolutely. So I understand. Then there must be there must be a um, a documented agreement between both parties as to what the plan is, injury plan. I mean, look. Even a pregnancy ladies, plan as well for the ladies. Yeah, that's what I was just about to say. These ladies, they they are women in league and they produce... The next generation. The next generation. So we need to look after them. We absolutely need to look after them. And yep. I, I speak to women all over the world, America, Brazil, Kenya. They love, they are loving rugby league. They love the sport. They love the impact. They love the one-on-one. Yep. You know, in rugby league, you just don't stand about. Yeah, no, you don't. You have to get out of your opposition. Yeah. You know, you have to get off. You look at your opposition and go out, you line up. Okay, I've got to take him or her. I've got to get over the top of them, which benefits my team. Yeah. So they are in the same situation as the men. We just have to look after them. And we have a duty of care. We have an absolute duty of care to our men and women. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and I've just got one last topic for you. And it's what's next for Rugby League Rue? You know, what's upcoming? Upcoming is, as I've said, India. We go over there this year We um, with the Federation. Hugely excited. We're getting four teams together in the men's and probably um, 20 or 30 grassroots teams. Um, Kenya is going extremely well. So we're doing the grassroots there. Um, I'm very excited about America. Yep. Um, Addie, the women's coach we're dealing with, Addie and Ben, they're the – and um, so I'm really excited about about America, and um, I'm really excited that we will be able to bring pathways. So imagine a Kenyan or an American or someone, <clears throat> excuse me, mm-hmm. getting into the NRL. Yeah, wow. That'd be amazing. Honestly, that's just sitting there having that thought. That, that'd be awesome to see. Like, yeah, like that'd be so awesome to say that. Um, and yeah, that about wraps up the episode. Um, but I will ask though: for do you have a predicted top eight for the NRL before we wrap up? I do have a uh, top eight, and, yeah. and um, is it in particular going... order, or is it any eight? Like, or is it just like eight that you think will make the top eight? I think. Oh, well, I could probably give you an order. Okay. Um, yeah. I I firmly believe that Penrith will keep going. Yeah. Uh, the junior junior. Segway is amazing. Um, um, And their ability to gel together from from each grade. 
So each grade are doing the same thing. Oh, now, yeah. And we, they, were, and we they do, won every grade grand final last year. Yes. So you do reach a top, you do reach a pinnacle, and it's rotational. The NRL, you've probably got a window of three or four years. Yep. If you can nab as many grand finals or get there as many times as you can. Um, and you'll look th- through history, like every team gets three or four years. They're there about, they win a minor premiership, they sneak, they get beat, they sneak one. Yep. Everything's got to go right. You know, on the day, everything's got to go right through the year, injuries, etc. cetera. Um, and they will get bled through representatives through because of the quality of their players. And also they'll have to mix to other sides. So I would say uh, Penrith and the Roosters um, will have good years. I believe that Canterbury um, will have a good year. I believe that they'll be on the verge of the eight. Yeah. Okay. Um, the one, the one team, and it, it's I follow them, so I know them closely. Is yeah, the and we've had a few, we've had a few hiccups, mate. I mean, we've had a couple of slaps in the face, and um, but I believe the the nucleus and and Ben Hunt, you just you can't go past him, mate. He's the the he's like wine, isn't he? So um, I think if they can get through their their first ten, yep, reasonably well. I don't think they're going to be that touched over over origin. Yep. And they can make a bit of a move. I think they can finish eighth. Okay. Um, given given their draw. Yeah. Given their draw. That's the only thing. And they get a lot of good games at home. They get their travelling out of the way quite quickly. Um, so uh, who haven't I mentioned? I oh, look I have I have concerns about Manly. Yeah. Um I think they're a couple of years away. Um, who haven't I said? So uh, I've got Penrith, Where do you think South will be? Oh, I think South will do well. Cody yeah. Walker and that, he's a little gem, isn't he, in Latrell? Um, happy to see them in. They'll they'll do really well. So yep. maybe uh, the Sharks. The Sharks and Cowboys the sharks, as well. Yeah. I think there's a lot of pressure on the Sharks. Yeah. They, they had a really as well good as they year. did last year. Yeah. Yes. And I think they are, they did overs. Yep. But they did incredibly well to get there. Fuck yeah. Um, yeah, I look, I it's a let's see how they go in the first four or five rounds. They need to um do some do well because they're gonna have some players out in origin. Yeah. Uh, so I think they'll, they'll they'll be in there, but I think they'll drop a bit. I think okay. you and know, the I think they might be now Broncos, they're an enigma. They're a they massive a bit, club. They are a bit, and they're a bit enigmatic lately, aren't they? Oh, uh, like it's like, like your first day. Like, the, like they made the top four and then finished outside the top eight. They've got the quality. I mean, Hass is like who wouldn't you? Who, what team wouldn't want Hass? And who? What team yeah. would want to run at Hass? <laughs> yeah, I mean, like. So yeah. What, yeah, they and you got and you got the general, as in Adam Reynolds, running the show a little, you know, when he's not injured, and you've got a yeah. gun of a centre when he's fit, being Katoni Stags, and you've got bloody, um, you know, Paddy Carrigan, who once he come back from the ACL injury, absolute gun, added an offload to his game. It's isn't he just he's just a footballer, right? Carrigan, isn't he? He's and, just but a but it's also at the and... same time which t- which Broncos is going to show up is what. What you got to watch out for? Well, it's like either they win of, or they get flogged. Yeah, well, Kevy's got to sprinkle a bit of dust there. Yeah. They the the big thing about the Broncos that their fans wouldn't want to hear is consistency. There's you no, know, to, it's lacking. You know, well, you know when you go to the stadium and everything, it's and it's a great stadium. Suncorp is awesome to watch football, but when you go there to watch a game of rugby league and everything, you know they're going to be up. It's yeah. their traveling. So yeah. if they can win every second game away. Well, I actually checked the other day. The Broncos only play two away games in the first 10 rounds. Wow. Well, that's they, a big event. Round one, it will uh, away against the Dolphins at Suncorp. <laughs> but yes. um, round one is against the Panthers. That's down in Penrith. And then round 10 is against Manly at Suncorp. And then round four is at Suncorp, but against the Dolphins, which is 
an away game as well, but it's all technically away games. And uh, I think we play the Sharks is the other actual away game down in Sydney in the first 10 rounds. So wow. that's a that's I'm, a pretty good I'm advantage. I'm excited about I'm excited about the uh, the Dolphins game. So am I. That, so am that I. would be you know that would I'm, be a packed stadium. Well, Everyone's got, doing. Well. I'm going to be going to the first Dolphins game of the year to watch the Arthur Beatson Trophy match, which is Dolphins yeah. against Roosters at Suncorp. Roosters, it's, going to, yeah. it's going to be amazing. I knew it would either be as in before they announced the draw. I knew it was either going to be Broncos Dolphins or Dolphins Roosters as in for the first Dolphins game. And I think it's very fitting that they do it for the Arthur Beatson Trophy because he yeah, plays yeah, for so both clubs. It's, it's amazing Absolutely. to see. Uh, but also, yeah. that brings up a good topic. How do you think the Dolphins are going to go? A lot of people are tipping them for the spoon. I'm not tipping them for the spoon. I think they're going to finish m- mid of the bottom bottom nine, so probably between 10th and uh, 13th. Okay, well, I, I believe the, um, the Dolphins have got a couple of issues there. One is... People, some people are saying Wayne Bennett is, you know, a little bit older. It's just once you remove someone and they're not in the casting casting eye, you kind of forget about how brilliant they are. Yeah. And how he gets, he's a man manager, Wayne Bennett. He's... He gets his team up. He he will have them okay. There's a couple of, couple of areas, though, I I would like to see a stronger halves pairing. Yeah, yeah, not, I agree with not that. Not a stronger and the depth. Yep. So if they get a few injuries or anything like that, um, pulling players up and Queensland's an excellent nursery. And they've also That's got the Redcliffe Dolphins Q Cup team as, their, the as one of their feeders. And, and they go hard. They do. You know? So um, that's the two issues I see with the Dolphins. I Trying to match teams like the Storm. And bellyache still there for I think it's another year. Yeah, I mean they'll be knocking on the door again. Just before you continue with that, my thoughts on that is the old the age old we were talking about coaches. You know maybe Wayne Bennett's too old, etc. You need to remember he's won seven grand finals. You know he's coached three clubs to grand finals. Granted the Souths didn't win, but he coached them to a grand final. Um, he's in my opinion the modern Jack Gibson. Now, the reason I say that, Trent Robinson isn't in the bloody conversation. Neither is Craig Bellamy, in my opinion. They're great coaches, but they're not Wayne Bennett. When they can do it at another club, then then I'll absolutely be saying, yep, they're in contention for the conversation. Wayne Bennett has done it at the Broncos. He's done it at the Dragons. He's taken Souths to a grand final. Granted, they didn't win, but at least got them there. He's gone back to the Broncos and got them to a grand final that year when they when they got back. Sorry, when he got back. You can't tell me he's not a genius of a coach, you know. And people who say, oh, Robbo, you know, he's won three with with the Roosters. Two were back-to-back. One was in the first year he was a coach. Sure. Craig Bellamy coached heaps of times. Craig Bellamy was the understudy and the apprentice to Wayne Bennett. So, of course, he's going to be a good coach. You cannot tell me that they are better or as good as Wayne Bennett until they've won a grand final with another club in the NRL. I'm sorry, mate. That's just my opinion. What are your thoughts on that statement, at least? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, when you look, well, the longevity has been there, his yeah. success, different clubs, but not only that, he went to England when they were in travel. Yep. And he brought them up. He Queensland. coached New Zealand to a rugby league coached World Cup win against Australia. New Zealand. So when you look at every Parameter. State of Origin 2020, the worst team of 40 years. <laughs> you know, bringing Langer back. I mean, oh, that was genius. These, these, these type, and, and and when he sprinkled that dust on the Dragons, those boys had all come up together. They needed yep. a man manager. Yep. So he did it. I mean, 27 years, five or six grand finals dipped out. Yep. He had them. He, even, he was even a coach. World in, champions. He was a coach in the '87 <laughs> grand final for the Raiders. They lost, but coached them to the grand final. Coached, and and really, the players want to play for him. That's it. You know, you, otherwise you wouldn't have seen Milford go back there. You wouldn't have seen other no. players who have been coached by him. Most of them, he's coached them previously, whether it's at Souths or at the Broncos or at the Knights or at the Dragons. To his own detriment. With the media, he protects his players. Yeah. You know, oh, 
I love his little candid ways when he, when he speaks. Oh, I love uh, it. I love that he believes that cameras don't belong in the in the sheds. I agree with yes, that. Yes, and that's right. So, look, I've um, I've got a wealth of time for for Wayne Bennett. I've had conversations with Wayne. I've um, so look, <laughs> he's 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 a man's man. Yep. Um, he looks after his team, and you know, I, I, one day come back to the Dragons. <laughs> Win us another comp. It was another comp. Oh, <laughs> uh, you know, I, I think he'll keep going until he dies. If I'm being honest, like his, like his longevity. It's as you said, you've had a chance to speak to him quite a few times. I had the honour of meeting him and going to a function not last year, the year before. It was after COVID, like, but it was in that gap between the COVID spikes where like yes. stuff became back to normal. Well, there was a little function going on. Mark Nichols was there. Ray Price was there. Wayne Bennett and Michael Butner was also there. It was, um, it was done by, um, Wiseberry. Um, they're, a um, real estate agency company. Um, and it was run at Hornsby RSL. It was great to see. It was basically, they were talking about all their sort of like perseverance and all that sort of stuff. Each had a speaking time and listening to Wayne, it was captivated. I honestly signed up. It was a free event. I signed up to go for Wayne. Not not just because I'm a Broncos fan or because I'm a Queensland fan. I wanted to see Wayne without the cameras. I wanted to see Wayne not in the media. I wanted to see and hear exactly how Wayne is. You know, granted he's talking to a you know to a an audience, but it's it's Wayne. It's not what the what the Rabbitohs media wants you to see. It's not what he's you know after a post game press conference. It's it's as raw as it could be, and it was amazing i took so many notes it was amazing to see so i absolutely agree with what you're saying he's such he is a man's man he he gets it done and he protects his players but because it's the right thing to do not because he feels the need to yeah and look he he teaches life lessons he gets stupidity out of young players He he remembers and he remembers so much one person i've interviewed i've interviewed a lot that have been coached by wayne one person in particular, um, I think it was Mark Nichols or someone like that. He come to, yeah, it was Mark Nichols actually. He come to training one day at Souths and um, he was late only by a few minutes just because literally the traffic was bad and he had to pick up something for his wife who was very heavily pregnant at the time. And anyway, three or four weeks later, he'd forgotten about it. Wayne asked, oh, mate, glad to see you're not late because of insert, you know, the thing that happened. And he's just like, he has an incredible memory. And he brings that mm. up and it's and it's individual to every player as well. I mean, when, look, when you look at um, society and, and, and people that work in society and everything, like, why do you think everyone likes doctors? Because they naturally, they, they assist you, they help you. Yep. But they ask questions of you. Yeah. You go to the doctor, you feel bad. No matter what your ailment, you come out there and you feel okay. You feel a little bit better, yeah. the, You feel better because they ask questions of you. That's and like Wayne's the same. Yeah. Yeah. He will sit down. He will notice that you're not in tune in training. He will notice that you're starting to sway away. Yep. And then he'll go and talk to you or get you out on the field. Yep. Mate, what's up? Can I help? Are you okay? Yeah. And that's part of his man management. Then you add the skills and the ability for him to motivate individuals for the overall benefit of the team. Now yeah. you've got a super coach. Oh, absolutely. And then obviously that, and you also add in all the successes that he's had from that method of coaching. It's it's a no-brainer. Like yeah. there are some there are some coaches that are methodical and there are some coaches that are man managers. And there are some that are methodical man managers and Wayne is the best of both. He's definitely methodical, but he's definitely a man manager first. And it's, it's good to see. And it's, it's, it's not a very done, not a big thing these days anymore. Like Wayne is probably the last of them to an extent, maybe Craig Bellamy um, and maybe Ricky are probably the last three man managers first over being methodical. Let's do it. This, 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 which yeah. are definitely, you can see that you can see a lot of that in Trent Robinson. I mean, let's not forget that, that Wayne and Mal, Mal Meninga, they were both mm-hmm. police officers. They oh, yeah. saw things. They see how people act. They see how people want you to think they're going to act, mm-hmm. but they see through that. So that sort of grounding also assists him. 
So when he came into being a coach and, you know, he was at a good club, Canberra on the rise, they had excellent players. Um, and he could then see, okay, this is how I've got to manage. Them. And he not only manages the team, he manages the individual. He manages yep. their family life. He gets involved with their family. And that's a lot to take on. Yeah. So he is knowing them the way he does is like now I protect them in the media. Yep. So sometimes I've seen Wayne really fall on his sword. Oh yeah. For there's the players. Times, oh yeah. There's been there's been times you know, where a player what has he done... goes and says to them in the sheds is completely different. Oh, it is what he absolutely hundred yeah. percent different. And, <laughs> and 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 you can't bottle that. No. You can't teach that. It's got to be within you. Yep. Absolutely. Um, so where do you think the Broncos will finish up in 2023? Because I believe they can finish anywhere between 4th and 10th. They're that enigmatic, as you were saying. Well, there's a lot of teams in that boat, isn't there? Yeah. So you, you've got to be consistent. You've got to be consistent. Yeah. The good thing about the Broncos is they've got the depth. And they've got the depth and I mean, they've got that early run of home games in the start of the yes. season. So and, and sure, it's a Dolphins game and sure, it's a Manly home game, but they're at Suncorp. So they're home games in yeah. my opinion. You can't tell me so that. Look, I would expect that they would have a decent run. Um, so will the Dragons. Yeah. It's that middle part of the year. Where, when Origin. Where team, yeah. And how, and more to the point, with young players, how they respond after Origin. Yeah, it's it's actually a, a huge psychological, you know, twist to come back to play, and and look, the ethos is play well at Origin, come back, bring that structure and that performance back to your club. Yep. But it's that mental ability, that niggling injuries that time of year, and some of those injuries transform right throughout the year. Yeah. So clubs clubs can dip. So it's how you manage them, and more to the point, how you manage your interchange. Yeah. Throughout the year to give your good players a rest. So when you're on top, make sure you're on top. Finish them off. Probably pull them off for a while. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So how you manage your interchange, your interchange team, really has to be in sync with your players. So they've got to spend a lot of time with the players. Know know how they feel. Yeah, so, absolutely agree. I th- I think I think they can make the eight. Yep. I think that there's four or five strong teams in the comp. Yep. But everyone can be defeated on their day, and you have to have that mentality. You've got to start the year like we're going to win the premiership. Yeah. Well, I, I was actually speaking of that just this morning. I was looking through Instagram, and the Titans posted, as in the Titans official Instagram account, posted a thing about all of their players and what their goals are for the season. You know, few of them were make my NRL debut, but the rest were premiership, win a grand final, make finals, premiership, make That's finals. It. You know, and granted, if you'd have, you could, you, you can definitely not be mad at someone for laughing in their face because it's the Titans and given their run of form the last few years, but you've got to have that belief as you said at the start of the season, you've got to believe you can beat anyone on their day and on the day throughout the season and if you go in with that mindset, you'll be amazed at what you can produce by the end of the season. Well, if I went into every country that I go into and I said I can't make a difference here, my team can't make a difference, I can't get the collaboration that I need to get from the federation, from the governments, from from the players, I, I I shouldn't be there. Yeah. So it's it's life, isn't it? You should be going to your work saying I can make a difference. Teachers making a difference with the with the students. Like yep. look at Andrew McCulloch now. Okay, injuries have forced him to um, to retire. Which but now look over three hundred games though. That's over three hundred games. Representing Queensland, etc. A, a gun bloke. He's he's just a you know chainsaw. They call him. He's just knock everything down. But now straight away, he's into um, assisting with the Broncos, going out to the schools and that. He's still doing stuff with the Dragons. Um, so he's got a balanced future. So the players going from um, the NRL and those first couple of years after. Mm-hmm. That is a struggle. And that comes back to the RLPA is, and the NRL. Yes, that is a struggle, my friend. If you 
if you were in top notch um, any sport and yeah. you retire, no, any sport, and then that transition period into um, regular civilian life. type life, yeah. Because when you're a player, you get told what to do. I go, go here, you turn up here, you get on that bus, you, you know, yeah. you train. Your you life your is literally step. structured down to the minute. Structured. So if you're a decade player, you get up to around the 300 games. Every year, you know, you get your off-season. Okay, I'll go away with my wife. I'll spend more time with but the that, But that's still planned. Yeah. That's still a planned that's out. planned. Because between that period and that period, you've got to be back. Yep. And if you've got an injury, you've got to manage it during the off-season. You're in the gym or you're swimming or you're doing that with a physio. So that period after, um, what I see in the game is protect the women mm-hmm. uh, moving forward. I see the um, the grassroots as a problem. I see the transition from being a, a superstar going into, and they're all superstars. Let's oh, yeah. let's face it. They, they, you know, you cross that white line, you go out. It's a very competitive sport, so you, there's nowhere to hide. Yeah. So I see that. But the biggest problem I see in rugby league at the moment, the biggest problem, apart from what the NRL and the RPR are fighting for, is the transition from a six-year-old to a 10-year-old. Mm. And that period of teaching them how to tackle correctly. Yep. That's my biggest concern in rugby league. I mean, we can teach them to catch pass, do all this, how to swerve, how to, how to beat an opposing player. Tech correctly. Correct tackling technique should be mandatory. Yeah. So each club, the NRL or whatever, that's what we do. We go into clubs, we teach them how to tackle correctly. We don't leave that club until they can tackle correctly. Yep. So I think that's very important. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely agreed. And I think on that note, that about wraps up the episode and the chat. Uh, So I want to, first of all, again, Thank you for coming on the podcast. Uh, This episode will air on Wednesday. For anyone that's listening, it's Monday currently. So also anyone who is interested in um, Coach AI and and is wanting training, whether it's one-on-one groups, children, adults, all ages, go to the Coach AI website or also the Rugby League Roo website. The links will be in the description section of this episode, no matter where you're listening, whether it's Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Facebook, YouTube, etc., um, and also while you're there, be sure to give us a review or a thumbs up or a thumbs down. Be honest if you liked it or if you didn't like it. That way I can make sure I make better content if you don't like it. Um, yeah, thank you very much for joining me, Brooke. And I look forward to our partnership throughout the next uh, 12 months. Thank you very much, CJ.